The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. I am your host, Joe, every Tuesday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on WNRI, 99.9 on the FM dial, 1380 a.m. And of course, if we're friends on Facebook, you can check us out on Facebook Live. And a little bit about me. I work at a company called Remax Preferred with my partner, Don Murano. We are the Luca and Murano team at Remax Preferred. And we work with buyers and sellers of residential and commercial real estate in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Um, it's a real interesting time in the real estate market right now. It's going through a transition. Home sales, interest rates, inflation, the economy. And... Uh, a lot of folks have had questions. If you have questions for us, you can dial in 401-769-0600 or 1-800-949-9673. If you are outside of the 401 area code and to help me field questions and address issues tonight, we have a very special guest, uh, my friend and vendor partner, loan officer extraordinaire, Denora Reyes with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. She works with our sponsor, John Dolbeck. Hello, Denora. It's great to have you. So, Denora, you know, we've been working together for a few years, and we've had clients of, you know, various situations buying houses. And how is it different today for home buyers compared to as recently as six, seven months ago? Wow. There's so many things happening right now in the industry. The interest rates, as everyone knows, they have been raised in the past two weeks. Um, in the past, since Friday, it went up at 0.75. Yep. And it's very challenging also everyone who's purchasing a house because violence have also tied up a little bit. Yep. So it's a challenge, but it's possible, still possible in this industry to become a homeowner. Yeah. And as, as I was driving here, Joe, I was thinking about the pros and cons because a lot of people ask me, is this a good time to buy? Yeah. And I said, well, it depends. How much do you pay for rent? Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Because just like rates have gone up, price, house prices have gone up, the, also the rents have gone up. Mm-hmm. I know clients that pay $2,000 just in rent. Yeah. So it, is it a good time? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's funny because I was going to bring that up and I thought I would have been, you know, had fresh news because the median rent in the whole country, like the, for the whole country, the median rent is $2,000 a month. Yes. It's, that's just unbelievable because when you look at, you know, the median household income and, okay, you've got to support kids, single parents, and it, that's, it's a big number. And that's why we're starting to see multiple generations live together. And if you're going to do that, it's always nice if you could do it and pay your mortgage 
instead of being someone, el- someone else's. You know, and I, I, I chuckle to myself sometimes when people say, oh, but rates are, so, are moving up. You know, I want to wait. It's like, well, listen, if you're renting right now, you're paying 100%, 100% interest. Basically. So if, you're pay- if you get a mortgage and you're paying five, five and a half, six, six and a half, whatever the number is, it's a heck of a lot than what you're paying as a renter. Yes, and and I don't. We don't know exactly what the, where the market is going to go and what right. are going to do. I was reading that in October of 1981, yep. the highest interest rate was 18.45. Yeah, imagine that. I, I know it. I it it is amazing, and I I remember that pretty distinctly because I was a kid, and as many of our listeners know, I grew up in the music business. My family owned uh, piano stores, and I don't know how my father would sell pianos to people who would finance pianos. At, you know, 18, 20%. I mean, a piano, it's not like, oh, you've got to have it like a car. It's it's like just, a it's a luxury, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and people would finance it at those high, I don't know how, he, but I'm like, hey, if they could sell pianos back then at those interest <laughs> rates, people still bought houses back then, and we can certainly sell houses and provide mortgages to people today. Yeah, and one of the suggestions that I make to my clients right now is, you know, get someone else to buy with you. Get your yeah. wife, get your brother. If you, because they live in the same household, the economy it's, has changed. Yeah. So they all live in the same household. So try to get someone else to go on the loan. To, to try to get someone else to be able to purchase a house together. So mm-hmm. you, because you need a place to live. Yeah. You're going to rent anyway. So right. why are you paying somebody else's mortgage? Exactly. And that's the, you know, that's, that's just a thought to my, for my clients. Yeah. And a lot of times, too, you know, clients, home buyers, especially first-time home buyers, they don't know what they don't know. And so they don't know what questions to ask. And they, you know, how many times do buyers think they have to have a 20% deposit? You know, all too often. Um, You know, so we try to educate our, you know, clients. And sometimes, you know, maybe their credit's not good enough right now or you know they need some to, to get some more income that doesn't mean that you are destined to never own a home just because you can't buy one right now if you work with someone like us a professional realtor experience knowledgeable professional experience knowledgeable lender like yourself you know there's more than one way to skin a cat and we're, we're always looking at the long game we're not looking at the, the next 30 60 90 days you know Yes, and, and about that, um, I wanted to, I want to say this that I, I know some some of and I'm, I speak Spanish as everyone knows, Spanglish mm-hmm. also. Right. Yeah. So a todos los Latinos escuchando, estamos yep. en Facebook. We're also live on Facebook. So un yep. saludo muy especial a todos. Um, yeah. So everybody, when clients come to me, they think, okay, I need to have. Twenty thousand dollars in the bank. I need right. to have this in the bank. My credit needs to be at seven hundred uh, FICO score. And really, you just—I think we're here. We've been—I've been in the business twenty years. Yeah. How long you been in the business? I've been in the business longer than that. Longer than that. Okay, <laughs> we don't want to talk about how many years. Um, but um, yeah, I've been in the business for that yeah. many years, and and I hear it time and time again. And like you said, we're not thinking of the next couple of weeks. We're not right. thinking about the next few months. We're yeah. thinking in the long term because we want to help those who believe that it's impossible to own a home. Mm-hmm. But it is possible with the right people in place. They want to educate us to your credit score. want to educate you as to how much you need to have in the bank. There's so many different programs out there. 3% down payment for single family yeah. homes. We have 100% financing if you qualify. There's so many uh, ways where you can be educated mm-hmm. and we can help you buy a house yeah and like we say in spanish si se puede yeah yes we can yep that's right you know and i'm glad you mentioned those two programs because 
that's an opportunity that a lot of people aren't aware of, you know, the 3% down, 100% financing. Now, one thing that a lot of people are not aware of is many times, not only does the buyer have to qualify for the mortgage, but the house has to qualify for the mortgage, too. In addition to appraising, you know, the house has to be in a certain level of condition for an FHA mortgage or for a Rhode Island housing mortgage or a USDA or a VA mortgage, you know. And that's something that a lot of times people think, woohoo, I have my approval. I'm going to buy this house. Well, wait, wait, wait. Let's just make – because that's why, you know, someone with – experience like I have and knowledge like you know that, that, that I have I can kind of guide them and say listen that's a great house and it's inexpensive but it's you know the mortgage you have isn't going to work on that house because that house won't qualify and that's very important uh, Joe because I do have I do get clients where they go looking for a house and I had one it was a horrible yeah. situation because the realtor didn't educate the client this house is not good for you mm-hmm. uh, I don't know a salon officer I don't know if this house is good because I am not looking at it. Your realtor right. is. Yeah. And so I'm just doing my job. And when the appraisal comes in, we realize this house is not ready. Mm-hmm. It's not FHA approved. Then you are not going to be able to close on this house. Yeah. And even though conventional loans, yeah, either you do an FHA mm-hmm. um, or do a conventional. Even conventional loans is a little tricky because it's a total rehab. Mm-hmm. I can't do a conventional loan. It, right. it also has to pass. Yeah. The property has to pass. And that's important to work with a realtor who knows, you know, what the FHA programs, the down payment assistance, mm-hmm. the conventionals, because you educate your client. Don't yeah. just go out and buy anything and get into a situation where where they're going to lose money on appraisal inspection. Now where you probably lose your money. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very important for your realtor to be knowledgeable because it helps us. Yeah, exactly. Now, you mentioned something a conventional. If you could explain what a conventional mortgage is for our listeners and viewers in case they don't. They haven't heard that term before. Okay. So the conventional, it's a loan where you don't have upfront mortgage insurance. Um, and you do have a, a mortgage insurance premium monthly, but it's lower than the FHA. Mm-hmm. It depends on your credit, too. So it, it's very credit-driven. You have to have a good credit score. Um, right. Good ratios is your loan to it's your debt versus your income it has to be lower. So they're a little bit strict, but you're able to go into conventional and you're buying a single family home. You can, you may qualify. I say may because it has income restrictions. Mm-hmm. So you may qualify for the three percent down payment, right. or you can do a five percent down payment um, and and a conventional. And again, you don't have the the upfront mortgage insurance premium that mm-hmm. you pay on an FHA. Right. The FHA it's very it's strict. It can't have broken windows, chipping paint. Mm-hmm. That's important. It has to be ready to move in. It has to be have appliances. A conventional is a b- little bit more lenient in regards to the property. They're not going to be looking at the uh, whether you know it has an appliance or it has uh, chipping paint. Yep. They don't look at all that stuff as much. Right. But if the house is falling apart, like the situation yeah. that I had, yeah. that's a total rehab yeah. that's different. And, you know, one of the things, too, why it's important for the realtor, for a buyer to rely on a realtor who knows what they're doing, because you could have to, as a buyer, you may have to spend money unnecessarily. You know, I can go right. through a home and I can point things out so we don't have to get a home inspector. We don't have to pay for an appraisal. And the appraiser comes back and says, oh, no, the house doesn't qualify because you have to fix, you know, all of this peeling paint has to be scraped and painted you know and and if it's just a little bit okay maybe this the buyer's agent and the seller's agent can you know get someone there to do it but if it's like excessive amount and there are other things too that make it um challenging for some houses to qualify for fha 
NBA and USDA. And USDA, those are the programs are very strict in regards yeah. to the property has to qualify. Yeah. And you're right. You don't you don't just pre-approve a client. You go looking at any house. You really have to look at properties that quali that you can qualify for, mm -hmm. which is an FHA, VA, you know, um, USDA. Yep. So each pro each program is different. Right. And now one of the benefits of the VA program is, you you know, obviously for active military and veterans, that's why it's called VA, Veterans Administration. But it's also, uh, you don't, you can, it's a no money down product. Correct. And there's no PMI, private mortgage insurance, which you get with all of the other programs. Right. Correct. And the other thing about that program, which is good for the client who's not qualifying for a lot mm -hmm. right now because of rates, because whatever the income is, um, they don't really have a ratio. So you can run um, a high ratio. So in other words, you can qualify for a little bit more on a VA loan. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. That's interesting. You have good credit, you know, yeah. and you have, you can qualify, you can go above income, uh, the ratios limitations. So, which is good. Yeah, that's very good. I, mm -hmm. I was unaware of that. Okay. Yeah. See, what I what I normally do with my clients is I handle the real estate and then I hand them over and then I, I don't ask questions. <laughs> or if they ask me questions, I say ask the loan officer because I don't want to misanswer. No, and and that's good because that because some you can't you can talk, some clients talk to realtors about rates, my payments, yeah, and all that. I don't know. And not you're me. not licensed for that. Like I, I'm not licensed for the property or the, the documentation you need to sign yeah. with your contract. I always refer them to the realtor. Yeah, and I always if they ask me about points and interest rates, I'll say you know what I really don't know, but I'll tell you what, you know what the most important thing you need to be concerned with is and. If you're working with someone who's knowledgeable, experienced, knows how to get the deal closed, in other words, they're going to do all their their homework up front and all their due diligence up front so you don't have surprises at the back end of the approval process because surprises in real estate are never good. Correct. And you know, Joe, in, in the market that we're in right now and its situation, you know, the pandemic, and I want to talk, I'd like to talk a little bit about that, um, COVID has changed the way we do mortgages, yeah. I think, um, because during the pandemic, many people were unemployed. Mm -hmm. um, and the guidelines toughened up a little bit, you yeah. know, because of all of that. But it opened up a little bit in the, in the industry where anyone that was out of work, for like about let's say a year mm. and they've been back at work for six months right working 40 hours but they had a previous two-year job history they can qualify so at the beginning they got very tight with that yeah but now they you know they opened it up a little bit so, so as long as you've been back at work six months mm -hmm. working 40 hours and um, you had prior to the pandemic you had a two-year job history yep. then you're going to be okay okay yeah so for some of the clients they always ask well i was unemployed for a week for a year yeah and, and even as loan officers we had such a tough time because guidelines kept changing forever changing so okay can we do it can we not do it yeah and now it's like no we know that it, it, we, it's a definite mm -hmm. and i want i don't know if you wanted me to talk a little bit about um i do Okay, I'm sorry. I talk a lot. No, but so this, is why, this is why I love you, Dinar, because you're like me. You talk a lot. You like what you do, and you're passionate about what you do. So Yes, you, you said it right. I love what I do. I've been, like I said, I've been in the business for 20 years. and, I, and She started gets, when she was 15. Oh, my God, yes. Thank mm. you. <laughs> and, you know, and people ask me, why do you do this? Because this is stressful. 
You know, we sit there and we try to figure out finances. We try to figure out how to make this work. Maybe this is something happening in the process, but let, 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 let's think about it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I go home stressed out and people and people ask me, how do you, why do you do that? Yeah. And because, you know what, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's so much working with the community, our community, yeah. who, whichever community you work in. Yeah. Just being able to help these people that dream, only can, they can only dream of owning a house. Right. But when you make it happen, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's so rewarding and I, and I enjoy what I do. Yeah. So, and I, and I, one thing that I do is I educate clients yep. and from the beginning to end and I, and I write them, okay, know before you buy. Mm-hmm. So know your payment, know your interest rate, at least, I mean, what we think an interest rate could be at when yeah. you get pre-approved. But, um, and I want to talk about, I don't know if we have a lot of Spanish listeners, but anyone that is listening to us in, in Los Hispanos que están en Facebook, que nos están escuchando, eh, eh, tenemos programas para las personas que tienen permiso de trabajo. Si te está interesado en comprar casa, nos puede llamar a Yo Luca y a Dinora. Le podemos ayudar. So I was just talking a little bit about yep. the programs. Uh, you understand a little yes. bit of Spanish. Porque tú hablas un poquito del español. Ya, yes, sí, un poco. Un poco, ajá. So uh, tengo que hablar despacio para que tú me entiendas. Um, so we we're talking about the, uh, the programs that we have for our clientele, some of the clientele that have working permit. So it, the FHA right. and even conventional loans, they allow a, a program um, a loans for people that have uh, working permits. Mm-hmm. Um, the C thirty three, the A twelve classification, the CA, COA. So there are different there are financing available for many many people. Yeah, and that that's something that's really valuable because and I, I've said this before on the show and just when I'm out and about talking um, you know the the Hispanic community the Latin community is very entrepreneurial and they come to this country folks you know I say they because they're immigrants they come to this country they start working they work and their goal is to be successful provide to their for their family own a home they and they're driven Mm-hmm. Much more so than many Americans are. Some Americans, it's just you know we, they don't have native-born Americans the the drive, and it's it's amazing. And I always say, if you want to see entrepreneurial spirit, go to you know Broad Street on a Friday night in Providence, right. and you see all of those food trucks. And sometimes these folks came here. Maybe they didn't have any quote-unquote skills, but they knew how to cook. You know the food they had back at home. They get a truck and they start doing it. And then, but the thing is, too, that's just Friday night because they're probably out doing something else Saturday and Monday so and true. everything else, working, working, working to save money, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes they want to buy a house, but it's like, oh, I have no credits. And then you have to, you know, establish some credit. And that's where Denora comes in because, again, Denora is great at giving consumers guidance on Thank how to you. build up credit. Yeah, and uh, th- for some of those people that don't have credit, I, and I always advise, get a line of credit. Co- yeah. Start with that. Get yep. a line of credit. Go to your local bank. Deposit three dollars $500 in the bank, and they're going to give you a, tr- a credit card against your own money. Mm-hmm. Use it wisely because you don't want to use uh, your credit card at the, the $300 right. that you put in or 500 You want to use 30 or 35% of that line of credit in four to six months. I can guarantee you have a credit score. Yeah. And that's that's what we do with the clients that don't have any credit. Mm-hmm. And this this works even for our our kids when they're growing, when you know, when they're out of high school. Right. My kids, I established their credit when when they were in high school. I added mm-hmm. them on a credit card, 
And now, you know, you prepare your own kids to be able to be successful when it comes when it comes to you know, your finances, your credit. Right. I was talking to one of my daughters, and one day she goes, Mom, they don't teach you this stuff in school. Yeah, no, they don't. Right? They don't they teach don't. you credit. They don't nope. teach you finances, how to balance a checkbook. Right. And that's so important to be able to educate our kids, which is exactly. another thing that I like to do. Yeah, and that because that, that's so true. Uh, kids today, just like when we were growing up, they didn't teach you how to balance a checkbook, how to, you know, invest money. What's the stock market? What are interest rates? I mean, you know, there was not a class about that. And I think that that's something that they really should start to, you know, incorporate so, into the curriculum. I agree because they come out of high school. And my, like my kids, I'm yeah. 20, well, 22 and 25, I'm old. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, Mom, um, I wish I knew this when I was younger. When yeah. I, you know, and be, I wish they would teach us this in, in school. Yeah. Um, but credit, it's important. Uh, like you, we talked, uh, uh, assets, savings, it's important. Mm-hmm. You save little by little, especially. And I was watching. I was watching the news. I was telling. You, I was watching the news, and some. And, and I heard this person, this guy, uh, educating people on finances and what to do in these tough times. Just you know, just spend enough, whatever you need, and mm-hmm. save money as much as you can. Right. And that's uh, that's something that I tell my buyers when they're like, getting pre-approved to buy a house and they have like ten credit cards at yeah. a. 100, 300, 500 dollar yeah. balances. I said, so from now on, this is what you're going to do. I will pre-approve you, but you're going to prove to me that you pay this and this and this. Why? Because when you buy a house, you have all the bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You're going to have water, sewer. You're going to have, um, you're going to want to fix the house. Yeah. You need upgrading. Repairs, exactly. Repairs. So you need to be prepared. The average American, and this, this is not my data. I, read, I, right. I heard of it. I, I read about it. They don't even have five hundred dollars in the bank for yeah. the emergency. Yeah. So this is important for us to be able to educate our community to be able to, you know, you're not just buying a house, but I want to set you up for, you know, for you to be successful. Yeah. In the purchase of your house, I want to set you up in a way that you're going to look back and say, okay, you know, I, I, you know, I have an emergency and I have money in the bank. Mm-hmm. I think of John Luca. He advised me. I, told, I think of Dinara. She told me what to do. Yeah. And that's important. You don't just get pre-approved to buy a house and go buy a house. Mm-hmm. You have to think about your finances. You have to prepare yourself for any emergency. And the folks, that's one of the things that really distinguishes Denora from a lot of other lenders out there is because she, when she pre-approves someone, she educates them. She's also conservative, quote-unquote, in how she approves them. So in case there's something, property taxes come in a little bit high or something, they have room so that they're not absolutely at the max of what they can afford. There's a little bit of room there. And I think a lot of that, too, is, you know, Denora is an active, proud, church-going Christian. And I think that that is kind of imbued through all of her you know, business dealings and how she works with consumers. And it, 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 if you work with her, you're going to be treated respectfully and um, professionally. No, and you're right about that. And uh, in, in regards to uh, you know, working with my clients, I want to, like I said, I want them to be successful. Mm-hmm. I want them to think of us years right. from now. You want to see them at the store and say, how is your house? Yeah. And you want them to say, oh, everything's good. You don't want to hear why I lost my property because yeah. no you, know, way. you couldn't pay it. Right. And I am, and I'm very conservative on the numbers. Not very. I'm a little conservative on the numbers and I let, I will let the realtor know. I let Joe, okay, so this, the, the client's pre-approved at this amount, but you know, we have a little bit of room. Right. If, for any emergencies, that way you'll know that if something happens, mm-hmm. you don't have a dead deal. Yeah. You exactly. have room to play with. And of course, when, you know, when, as a realtor, what I try and do is I bear that in mind. And that doesn't mean it's like I show them things that are going to be a little bit more than what they can afford. Because, again, 
we want people to be successful and enjoy their homes and not be a slave to their home. We want them to be in a better position as a homeowner than as a tenant. Correct. You know, folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 AM. If you have questions for myself or uh, Denara Reyes at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, 401-769-0600. If you're outside of Rhode Island, 1-800-949-9674. Quick shout out to our sponsors, the Dolbeck team of which Dinar is a component. She is an integral part of the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. The Dolbeck team's number is 401-321-4401. Uh, Anthony Betancourt, the managing partner. Rich Nicholson is the attorney partner in Beacon Title and Escrow. We send all of our closings to Beacon Title and Escrow. And, of course, GMET's Moving in Storage, 401-383-6399. They are the premier moving and storage company in southern New England. Whether you're doing a short, short move just across town, cross country, you need storage. Whether it's for a day or a month, GMET's Moving and Storage can help you out. 401-383-6399. So that's taking care of paying the bills, and we appreciate our sponsors very much. And so some of the other things, you know, what when you... How do you handle it when you have a situation that now, let's say you started talking with someone a month or a month and a half ago, and they were pre-approved, let's say, for 300000 bucks to buy a home, and now rates are a point higher than they were when you met them, and maybe they only, I mean, how would that adversely, if a rate goes up by a whole point, how would that impact how much someone could buy? Let's say they were pre-approved for three hundred. Yeah, that is a good question because it's... Um not like to, like we said earlier, I leave a little bit of room, but yeah. <clears throat> with that rates being a point higher, there's really no room there. Yeah. Um, what I do advise the clients um, right now, I've been I've been doing that a lot. Like from the beginning, as soon as I said anything changes, you're about to submit an offer. Keep in mind your your docs are gonna expire in sixty days. Yep. So if you're looking for a house and it's been ninety, one hundred and twenty days, you need to let me. You need to be able to update me with your income documents, which is the bank statements and the the pay stubs. Um, with that being said, when they're about to go and, and look at a house, there's, they ask me they, or they text me so that you know I'm going to go look at a house. Mm -hmm. So if I know that from Friday till today the rates have gone up by uh, um, a point, then I've, I'm, I've been doing a lot of calling and texting. I'm like, right. don't, like, what property? Send it to me because yeah. you need to be, you need to understand that the market is very volatile. Yep. Um, and $300,000 right now is probably going to be 280 to 70. Yeah. So, and right, because the thing is too, you know, it's important that Denora needs to know because if you're looking at a home in a community that has a fire tax, that's something that's going to impact the amount of home that they can afford. Correct. You know, so it's not just a property taxes like in many communities, but if there's an additional thousand bucks a year or fifteen hundred bucks a year or whatever it is, that may be that and the increase in interest rates may preclude someone from buying that house and they may have said well you know you got to buy a house that's in a community that doesn't have fire taxes or that you know doesn't have other uh fees like that or if it's a condominium you know the you fees the HOA. yeah you have the hoa fee and that's why it's important to be able to work with a realtor who's knowledgeable because 
you're gonna you're gonna keep your loan officer informed at all times. Right. Okay, this I'm gonna look at this house. But if the real the loan officer said, okay, so this client is pre-approved at three hundred thousand with four thousand dollars or five thousand dollars in property taxes, mm-hmm. you know that already going in. So as a loan, as a realtor, you're gonna you're gonna let, wait a minute. You has fire taxes, so right. you're not gonna be able to qualify. Or you at least you're gonna contact the um, the real the uh, loan officer mm-hmm. and let him know that there are fire taxes. What, what how much can we offer? Yeah, it's communication and yep. knowledge. It's important. Yeah, and and again, and, and managing the expectations and you know keeping the client, the buyer informed, is very important. And then also, you know, I've been fortunate this year. We've had a lot of listings. On the listing side, when we receive an offer, if it's from a good, experienced realtor, and when I say experienced, I don't mean that someone who's just been, had their, you know, license hung at an office for a long time. I mean someone that does transactions and maybe they've been through a couple of business cycles, so they know what's going on and they know how to identify potential um, trap doors in, in transactions. That means a lot. When they have, when the buyer has a pre-approval that is with a, um, a known entity like a Denora who does a very good job pre-approving her clients, that means a lot. And if you're, if someone comes in with a pre-approval from one of the big national financial institutions, that gets put to the bottom of the pile because those deals notoriously have surprises because they're not thorough when they pre-approve people. Um, you know, they're not, those pre-approvals are not reliable. I, you know, I had the unfortunate experience of working with, there were two doctors, okay, these folks, these buyers, and one of the big national institutional lenders said, oh, yeah, they're on the doctor program. They're all set to go. And, well, a week before closing, when we needed the clear to close, we were told we can absolutely not give these people a, a doctor's loan because they had started paying some of their doctor, the, the student loans. And you cannot be in the quote-unquote doctor program if you're paying. Everything has to be in deferment. In deferment. And they had paid on one of them, so they could not qualify for that program. These poor people thought they were buying a house, and then a week before, I found out, oh, no, we're not buying a house. We have to rent. And they had also just gotten married and moved here from New York. Terrible situation. Terrible situation. And it's important, um, you said, we have pre-approvals and we have pre-qualification. What happens sometimes is that some lenders... They just take information over the phone, right? And how much do you make? And they put they put they pull a credit score, right? And how much do you make? Or what's your hourly pay? There's so much to goes that goes within a loan, um, not just how much you pay, how much income you make. But do you, let me look. Some I some the, the taxes sometimes are not necessary if mm-hmm. you're W two employee. The lenders yep. just ask for W twos. But uh, as a loan officer, it's best to ask for everything because you don't know how they reported taxes. Maybe they right. had a business last year that mm-hmm. they closed, so they're still doing it and they had losses. Yeah. And I've had that happen where a client is W two, but they also so I get the W twos and uh, and I said, okay, so can I have your taxes before I do a pre approval? And they gave me the taxes. They have like, I can't remember if it was $15,000 in, in losses because yeah. they had an extra business. Mm-hmm. So it's important to be able to do a pre-approval letter, which is when you pull credit score, right. you check their tax returns, the W-2s, your pay stubs, your bank statements. You want to look at everything before yep. you send a pre-approval letter. Um, you want to ask the right questions. Know the programs that you're putting the client in. Right. Because, it, it, you know, like like some, some people, for example, and I'm going to be honest about myself, 
doctor loans, I know a little bit of them. Mm -hmm. So if I do, and then I need to be more educated on that. But if I'm going to have a client who's a doctor and they're looking for a doctor loan, I the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to go home and take some training. Yeah, I'm going to call my my processing department. Okay, so I have a doctor loan. What do I need? What I, what do I need to watch out for? Right. And I think as a loan officer, it's okay for you to say, especially the way that the way that things are right now in the, mm -hmm. in the industry, it's okay for you to say, listen, I'm not very familiar, but let me let me look into that. Let me see what I need to look out for in regards to this doctor loan, even VA loans. Yeah. Yep. It's like they're they're very specific to certain things, and that you need certain you need additional information on those type of loans. Yeah, and you know that type of initiative is um, it's the exception, not the rule. So don't think that everybody does is going to do that because there are a lot of lenders out there, and that's why you know I'm blessed in that I know a lot of really good lenders. I only work with a small group of lenders, and there aren't a lot of other good lenders out there, but there are like exponentially more lenders, not that they're bad people, but they're just not very thorough. Maybe they're a little lazy um, or maybe they're just ignorant. They don't know that they should maybe dig to learn a little bit more about this program. Maybe there's a better program out there for this type of a buyer. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, um, you know, we were talking about income. I have many times you talk to someone, oh, I'm, you know, I own my own contracting business or whatever the business and they, I make, you know, $250,000 a year. Oh, that's fantastic. Can we look at your tax return? It's like, okay, that was what your gross income was, at, but you showed a loss on your tax return. You know what I find about that? When I'm talking to some of my clients, they le le legitimately think that they make 200000 Yeah. And then I said, great. And they, in some clients, and they because they don't know what we're right. looking at. So they are thinking, okay, they're looking at my gross. I make so much money, but in, in, in reality, you have so much deductions that you only have $10,000, maybe losses. Right. And this is when we need to educate our, our yeah. community and let them know, okay, this is, well, when, I, when we do classes, we do, okay, about, talk about credit. We talk yeah. about your income. What are we looking for in income? Job mm -hmm. history, your assets. Another thing about assets is that when you get pre-approved, you have to make sure you don't have large deposits that you're not able right. to source. Yeah. If they send you Cash App, Zelle, Venmo, yeah. now you need to verify who sent you the money and why. Mm -hmm. um, so there's there's a lot to look for, to watch out for when you're doing a pre-approval for a client. Yeah. And again, these are the types of things, folks, that in the beginning, as a consumer, you're, you need to be educated about you know, the parameters of applying for a mortgage, what could hurt you, what could help you, you know, and if you are self-employed, you can't deduct deduct all these expenses and to show a low income and then expect to be able to qualify for a big mortgage. You can, you know, you can't have it both ways. When I used to would, would sell businesses, you know, we have these people and if it's a business like a restaurant or a laundromat and they would show a loss on their tax return. But then when they would go to sell the business, they would want to sell it for what their gross income was and all the money that disappeared, quote unquote. And this, it's like, listen, you can take all the money out up front, and, but you're not going to get paid for it on the back end. Because how, why would someone give you, pay you for value that they don't see? Because it's not shown, on, it's not reflected on the tax returns. You know, and it's the same thing with, you know, with a mortgage. You can, find you don't want to pay taxes. We, we, no one likes paying taxes. But you're not going to qualify for as much mortgage if one you can't show other. income. Right, exactly. One, one or, the or the other. other. You, one or yeah. the other. 
And, uh, and when it comes to the W-2 income, Joe, you know, mm -hmm. we're looking at the W, the, it's weird because I'm like, okay, so, and I think about, I mean, we're looking at the tax returns and he made at 200000 and he had this deduction, this is the net income. But how about W-2? And this is me just giving, thinking, I give it, thinking a little too much. Right. So it's like W-2 income. We're looking at the gross income. Mm -hmm. So if you made $50,000, who cares if you pay rent, you do this, you do that right. deduction. See, the, we're not looking at that. But um, when I talk to the clients, okay, we're looking at your gross in regards to the W-2 income. Right. But it's on that. And that 1099 or self-employed income, we're looking at the net. Yeah. So you have to, you can't deduct all this money and want to uh, buy a house. Right. So if you're not ready, you, you know, if you're a self-employed borrower and you're not ready to buy a house now, now you know, it's like, we're looking at the net, so prepare yourself. And maybe you're, you maybe this show in 2023, oh my God, 23. Yeah, right. Next year, you file your tax returns <laughs> yeah. and make sure that you don't have a lot of deductions so mm -hmm. you are, you're able to qualify. Because we're not only looking at that year, we're looking at the last two years income. That was my next question I was going to ask. So let's say you have someone that they've been, you know, getting all these expenses, showing very little income. So they they have to show two years of good income, even though maybe not their gross won't change, but their net will change for two years, showing strong net income for self-employed people. Correct. It's yeah. last two years that we're looking at it. So we do the, uh, we add them up and then we divide it by 24 months. Mm -hmm. And that's the income we use. So if, but one thing is if you made a very good income in 2021, um, and then in 2022, you made half the income. We're mm -hmm. looking at 2022 only. Yep. We're looking at the lesser of the two. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good yeah. to know. And the most recent less. Yep. If it's um, if you made more income, let's say it, year, this year you end up with 80000 and last mm -hmm. year you have sixty. So we're going to average those. Okay. Now, what about if someone has, um, let's say they have not much income, but they have a lot of money saved up? I think a lot of a lot of times folks think, well, I have a lot of money in the bank. I should qualify for a big mortgage. That's not necessarily the case, right? Because it's income-based. Correct. Now, and I, and I can't talk much about this one because I only did it once. There is a bank statement only program. Mm -hmm. But then there you have to do, a, you have to put down 10 or 20%. Right. So we're, if you're self-employed and you have deposits in your bank account monthly, they're going to add up for the for a whole year. Okay. And, they, and we can determine the income based <coughs> on your deposits. Mm -hmm. But that's if you're self-employed, you've been in the business for two years, yep. and you can prove all of that. And again, you have 10, 10 or 10, 20% down payment. That's mm -hmm. a possibility. Rates are horrible. Yeah. So, you know, because your FHA bond programs are lower interest rate. Mm -hmm. um, and those type of programs are a higher interest rate. If we're, let's say, and I'm not quoting a rate, I'm just saying. Right. If we're at 6.5%, you're probably going to be at 8% on those type of programs. Yeah. So know that they're available. But if you have money in the bank and not enough income, Still, because it's based on your income. Yeah. It's income-based. Mm -hmm. So it, with the pre-approval is it's your credit score. You have to have the credit score to qualify. Mm -hmm. And the income is what determines that your buying power. Okay, good mm -hmm. to know. Good to know. Folks, you're listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 AM. The phone number is 7690600 if you'd like to call in and ask a question or 1-800-949-9674 if you are outside of the 401 area code. Um, I'm here with Dinora Reyes from the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. And we're talking about mortgages. We're talking about getting financed, what it entails for consumers to qualify to be pre-approved to buy a home in today's real estate market. And because the real estate market is in a state of transition, 
values are not going up as quickly. Values are not falling, even though you may see home um, price reductions on homes that are listed. That doesn't mean values are falling. It just means that maybe we listed the price, someone listed the price a little bit higher, they were being a little bit aggressive. Some folks think that, uh, you know, the neighbor down the street sold their house for X, I should be able to sell my house for X plus 10. Sometimes that's true, sometimes it's not. So we have not been experiencing declining value. We just It's kind of like a slowing of the appreciation of home values. Of course, home um, more, uh, excuse me, mortgage interest rates have also been going up. And that makes it a little problematic. If someone were looking at a house last year and now they're looking to buy that same house this year, it's going to be worth 10 to 20% more. Rates are higher. So your monthly payment is going to be a lot bigger than it was a year ago. And you may have less buying power. Exactly. So those are things to think about. If you're looking for a house, you have been already pre-approved. Mm-hmm. Th- uh, things to think about, um, your interest rate um, and that. And, and we, have, we have been seeing, right, Joe, uh, bidding war. Yeah. And, yep. um, th- and this is why I think prices, you know, have gone, like, been stable on the properties because mm-hmm. what you just said. Um, we have had a bidding war and people offer $50,000 over asking. It's just, it's been a little crazy. Yeah. It, it has been. And, you know, it's, it's good to see that things are kind of slowing down a little bit. You know, I, I wanted to ask you, I forgot. Now, if you could explain, because we were talking about interest rates and when someone three weeks ago came in and got a pre-approval and now rates are half a point higher or whatever, they, they're not, they can't afford to buy as much home. What is it when we talk about a rate lock? That comes a little bit later in the transaction. It's not something you do up front. Or correct. am I wrong? No, you're correct. So if someone gets pre-approved, your interest rate is not locked. Right. Um, so it so it can it can it can go up, and at that moment in time when you're ready to submit an offer, you get an offer accepted. Mm-hmm. Now your interest rate is higher because we weren't able to lock it. But when you go under contract, we lock that interest rate. Right. Um, and that interest rate is locked for either a 45 day period, 50 day, whatever you. Whatever we decide in regards to the um, when you're closing. So mm-hmm. we go by the closing date. And we like your interest rate. So it'll be locked uh, until the day you close. And from the day you close, you'll be locked for 30, for 30 years or whatever right. whatever time you take uh, mm-hmm. at that moment in time. But in the meantime, when you're shopping around, your interest rate is floating. Yeah. There's something, another thing to think about, especially in this market. Exactly. I mean, they're talking about the... the Fed funds rate going up by three quarters of a point tomorrow. Now, folks, that's not going to have a direct impact on mortgage interest rates because those impact short-term rates, which would be the mortgage, the interest rates on credit cards, short-term loans, car loans, things like that. That won't have a direct, immediate impact on um, mortgages because it was already built in. Everybody was expecting a half a point increase in June. Maybe it's going to be a little bit more. So maybe. A little bit further down the road, rates will go up a little more. We don't know. We don't have a crystal ball as much as Dinor and I have been looking looking to find that perfect crystal ball. We haven't found one. But, um, you know, the thing to bear in mind is nothing is static. Nothing's staying the same right now. So you've got, you know, price accumulation slowing down a little bit. You have interest rates going up. You have inflation going up. And these are all things that can impact the ability and the desire of people to buy uh, a home and to qualify for a mortgage. 
And that's why people ask, is this a good time to buy? Right. Yeah, like we yeah. said at the beginning, if you're paying $2,000 in rent, yeah. yes, it is. It's still a good time to buy. <clears throat> exactly. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, buying a house, getting a 30-year mortgage is the best way to, if you're on a fixed income, get a mortgage. Because you, as long as it's not an adjustable rate mortgage, because your housing expenses will be fixed for 30 years. So if you're... 60 years old or even 70 years old and you're like, oh, I'm on a fixed income. I don't know if I should get a mortgage. Get a mortgage because it, there's nothing else you're going to get where your housing cost is going to stay the same. Correct. Correct. And if you don't qualify by yourself and you have family member, you have yeah. your son that is working uh, for at least two years. Mm-hmm. They have a credit score at least 620 uh, for the 100% uh, financing programs. You know, if you come together as a family in these tough times, yeah. it's the best thing. Yeah. You can help each other. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, um, I was watching a, a video today and, and the guy, uh, is, uh, he's a coach. He's a real estate coach. And he was talking about when he grew up, you know, his, his mother came from a dev- very different circumstance than his father did. And his mother, when she was a child, she had to go out and start working when she was 14 years old to provide for the family and help contribute money to the family. And so she worked and every week she'd get a paycheck or and then she'd turn the money into the family to help pay the family expenses. And, you know, we may be seeing more of that happening as housing gets more expensive because mom and dad understand it's better to own a house, but maybe if their income alone is, you know, maybe they qualify for the mortgage, but then you need some other monies to come in to pay for other incidental expenses. That's where kids can help out. And grandparents. And you say kids, and sometimes, <clears throat> but I, I guess when our kids will grow, I don't know how old, how old is your daughter? My oldest is, uh, she just graduated, she's 18, 18. my youngest is, yeah, 16. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So my, my kids are older, but they were in high school, and I used to give them chores to do. Yeah. They used to tell me, when I grow up, I'm going to move out of this house when I'm 18, yeah. and I was like, I used to be sad as a mother. Right. My daughters are leaving me, and I and I, I want point in time I started crying. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, okay, then good. They let them let them be independent. Let yeah. them be you know be able to support themselves. But in our days, it, when the pandemic started, it was funny because we're all hanging out at the house. And then I was like, wait a minute, ladies, weren't you guys moving out? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it, it's like it's funny and, and it's good that they're home because it, and it's and I understand what you just said. It's like. Our kids in our days, they cannot be on their own. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they live at home. So might yeah. as well just use their income, they, you know, yeah. buy together, help each other, and buy a, a two-family home. Mm-hmm. And they can live in one, on one floor and the parents on another floor. It's just creative ideas, yeah. you know, for financing. Yeah. And, you know, folks, that's the thing. You know, a lot of times what um, people, they may get down in the mouth because they went to one of the big institutional lenders and they said, oh, you don't qualify for a mortgage. Well, maybe you don't qualify for the mortgage, that product that they have, but they're, you know, mortgage products are almost like cars. You can buy a two-door sports car, you can buy a four-door sedan, you can buy an SUV, you can buy a pickup truck. Mortgages are the same way. There's VA, there's Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, there's USDA, there's um, all kinds... 100% financing. 100% financing. There are so many different types of mortgages and you need to work with a realtor and a lender who are aware of that and understand and can say, hey, you know what, Have you, were you aware of this program here, you know, that could help you buy a home? You know, I mean, the USDA program is a mortgage program, but they also have another program that if you have, it's up to, I believe it's $10,000, they could be used to replace a furnace or put a roof on a house. And it's not tied 
to the loan to value of the house. So it can go up to you know, over 100% of value. So you could have a mortgage for the 100%, the USDA mortgage, and then you could get an extra, let's say, five or $10,000 to put a new boiler in or put a new roof on the house as long as you can qualify from it, you can pay the loans back. That's, that's a big thing. So right. there are a lot of programs out there that can help folks get into homes that you know, may be a little less expensive, but they may need a little extra work. But you know, there are options out there, and it's important that you work with people who, are, who can think outside the box. And don't lose hope. Um, I know yeah. things may look tough right now, but mm-hmm. don't, don't lose hope. Keep your head up, like I always say. Keep pressing on. Um, there are programs out there, and you can qualify, and you can, you know, like I said, I don't use creative financing, but creative ideas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, um, you know, just come together as a family and then yeah. buy a property together. Mm-hmm. Because if you, my, I'm paying 2000 and somebody and my my brother is paying 2000 now it's $4,000. Right. And rent that you can be, you know, you can be putting into your own home, which mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really surprising when, you know, people will come in and we, we have what's called uptime at my office. And it's like when people stop in the office and they have questions or people call in and a lot of my colleagues don't like to they don't take renters people are looking to rent i do because maybe one out of every five or ten it's like okay how much are you looking to pay for rent well i can't pay more than four thousand dollars a month it's like what, what? <laughs> why would you want to pay four thousand dollars a month in rent you know, and then we try to, you know, find a house for them. Now, of course, if they need to be out in two weeks, we're not going to be able to find a house for them. But nevertheless, you know, there are programs out there. We can try to get these people into a home if time will allow. You know? Yeah. And another thing about that, some of those renters are not ready with credit. Right. But if you um, if you work with a lender that it's not that we fix credit, but at least we can give advice. OK, you have this on your credit. Mm-hmm. You do this, a, a, Y and Z. And then in, a, in three, six months, nine months, you'll be ready. Right. If you don't start now looking at your credit and know and, and know exactly where you're going to be in regards to credit and income and mm-hmm. pre-approval amount, then you're, if you don't start now, when are you going to start? Right. You know, at least you, if you're not ready now, you're going to prepare yourself to be for the future. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year you can buy a house. But, yep. it, you know, it's like it's the now. It's starting right now to look at your credit, look at your income, and what can you do to be ready. Exactly. And we advise the client, this is mm-hmm. what you need to do. And then go open up a line of credit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, come text me. And I ask, sometimes, you know, when you say that to the client, and so much, you have so many people, like, looking, opening up credit cards. You know, not, not that you're getting into debt, but a line right. of credit to establish credit. And I say, can you text me and just let me know mm-hmm. that you opened up a line of credit? So I put him on a three, six months. And then in three months, I'll follow up with him. How is your credit? How do, right. What do you think your credit is? So start now looking at your credit, looking at your pre-approval amount. And if you're not ready now because you're self-employed, just, you know, just prepare yourself for next year. Yeah, exactly. Start, put a plan together start you know i i one of the things i um i want to touch base with you about too is that you know a lot of times when folks come to the united states from another place wherever it is they may not be aware of how things are done here and there are some folks out there who take advantage of um, immigrants and maybe you know they speak the same language and and you know i had an experience i don't know if i told you about this before where someone came in and we weren't able to do something but he he came in met me my office and we're talking about what his objectives were to buy a home and then he reaches into his pants pocket and he pulls out this big wad of six thousand dollars in cash and gives it to me i was like whoa what is that for we 
you know. He said, oh, that's for you. And I was like, what do you mean it's for me? He's like, well, that's, for, that's my deposit, that's my appraisal, and that's my home inspection money. And I was like, I don't, no, we don't have to, you don't need all that money now. I said, let's just do, let's find a house first and then we'll do it. And, you know, upon further investigation, there are some folks out there who they say, okay, this is what you need to do. Now that money goes in my pocket as cash. And then I put them with a lender who gets, puts them in a 100% financing mortgage. So they don't need a down payment. And then I take out of that cash, I'll pay for the appraisal and I'll pay for the home inspection and this poor individual just shelled out 6,000 bucks that he did not have to shell out. Mm-hmm. You know, so folks, be leery if anyone's asking you to bring cash to a meeting when you're buying a home. On that note, Joe, so I do have clients yeah. that I come to a meeting and I do the pre-approval and they stand up. He goes, how much do I owe you? Do I owe yeah. you? I'm like, no, you don't owe me anything. This is what we do. Right. You know, so you're correct. And they, they, they because they, they understand that you're giving them a service. So right. they think they have to pay for that. Yeah. But you know, work with the right person who's not going to, who's not going to do what you just mentioned. That yeah. They're not going to rip you off. Right. Someone reliable, someone that is known in the community. Mm-hmm. And someone, yeah, someone that has something, you know, at stake, something of value to lose. I mean, I've been building, working hard to build my reputation and my brand for over 10 years. And I'm certainly not going to jeopardize that be- just so I can pocket $6,000 in cash. You know, it's not, it's, it's my reputation is worth a lot more than that. Um, you know, go ahead. Sorry, I was just reading out. So John Dolbeck, yep. we are the Dolbeck team. Exactly. I am independent. Um, I'm a loan officer. And I used to be previously called Denora Hernandez. So I got married two months ago. And that's why the Reyes, so uh, right. those that are listening, um, I do, I am part of the Dolbeck team, yep. an independent loan officer. Yep. And I love this team. I want to say about Dolbeck, I know he's listening. <sighs> Amazing team. I love his team. You guys, you have a great group of people there. You had your ribbon cutting, was it almost two weeks ago now? It was did a I great event. Yes, you did. <laughs> amongst all the other zillions of people there. Um, yeah, it was a, tr- it was a great event. Um, and... You just have a dynamic team over there. We're, you know, we're very grateful to John and the Dolbeck team for spon- being a sponsor of the Joe Luca Real Estate Show from the very beginning. Um, and you know, it's uh, you know, we're looking forward to continuing the relationship and you know, helping um, helping you guys do whatever we can. But uh, yeah, I think you know, John's a great leader. Um, you know, he's a He's a veteran, Navy veteran, so he's on a submarine, so he's got to kind of a different way of looking at things than a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, it's been a, a fantastic experience. You know, we're actually out, coming up out of time. I want to thank you, uh, Dinara. This is Dinara Reyes from the Dolbeck team at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us. If someone would like to reach you, what is the best number for them to call? My, thank you for having me, Joe. It's been a pleasure. My number is 401-743-4972. You can uh, call me, text me. I will absolutely get back to you if I, you don't get a call back right away. By the end of the day, you'll have a call. So once again, it's 401-743-4972. Great. And I want to thank our sponsors, GMET's Moving and Storage, 401 383 Beacon Title and Escrow, go to closing attorneys for the Joe Luca and Don Morano real estate team. And of course, the Dolbeck team, 401 
321-4401 at Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. And we are going to sign off. We'll be back next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. WNRI, one socket.